Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 12 of Jen and Matt Talk About the Bible. And today we're talking about the Ascension. And that is in Acts chapter 1, verses 6 to 11. And Jen is going to be reading that for us. You bet. Hi, friends. Welcome this morning, or whatever time it is you're watching today. Hear the word of the Lord. So, when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven." And thus ends the reading for today. There we go. That's it. Ascension, Ascension Day. Ascension's not actually on a Sunday. It's uh, 10 days before Pentecost. So is that Wednesday? Yeah, I should have been prepared rather than just say these, blurt these things out. Uh, yeah, I want to say it might be Wednesday. Wednesday feels right. That feels like 10 days. Sure. <laughs> Maybe it's Thursday. I don't know. Complicated liturgical math is what we're doing. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. So, but we're, but we are, we, I mean, there's churches that do things for Ascension Day. It's a huge deal, but, uh, but we'll just celebrate that on Sunday. Uh, yeah. And this is the, this is the reading. And there's actually lots here for such a short reading. Um, there's always lots there, I guess. Um, so yeah, like, did anything jump out for you? initially oh i mean as i'm thinking about the him being taken up into the clouds um i think of like some of my, <laughs> you're gonna love this i think of some of my childhood favorites like uh the care bears riding on clouds and spreading love and helping with all sorts of good stuff so <laughs> uh i'm not going to be talking about the care bears on sunday i can <laughs> pretty i can guarantee that i can guarantee that um, <laughs> Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I have kids. I watch a lot of cartoons right now, so. That's true. <laughs> it is true. We uh, actually watch the show true. It's a complete aside. Anyways, she also rides on a cloud. So <laughs> what I did catch about this is, um, <laughs> again, this is like the last time they physically see Jesus, right? And again, they're like, hey, reveal some stuff to us. And he's like, nope, not the time for you to know. But you'll get the power of the Holy Spirit. So it's just interesting that um, there's still stuff that's hidden and still, um, you know, I wonder if it's because we're not, it's not that we're not allowed. We, we can't comprehend the full picture of, of this, you know, is, what was the question? Are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? And that's complicated because yes, but it's not in the way you think. Um, right. kind of what Jesus is actually saying. And it's not for you to know the time. Um, so 
as we continue to navigate new ways of life, and even before this, but as we just continue to navigate life, um, there's a hope that, you know, we know that some, the spirit has come for us. Um, we're already living post Pentecost, but we also are living in the not yet. And you, you talk about this a lot. Um, you know, the kingdom is here, but not fully here. It's the time, but not yet. And, and it's this weird, um, bubble of time. And I don't know, right now I feel like life is a weird bubble of time. But we are to move faithfully and to continue to spread the good news. And he kind of says some, I think, some surprising things that it's not just your witnesses in in Jerusalem, but all of Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Am, am I mistaken here? Isn't Samaria like not like that's not Jewish territory? Yeah, right. Um... right. Like the Samaritans, that, that's, that's that, that's them. Yes, but it, it's the split between what was the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom of Israel originally. The northern okay. kingdom ends up being Samaria, and they have differences of opinion around worship particularly. So, um, whereas in Judea, uh, the Jews would say, like, worship should only happen in Jerusalem. Like, Jerusalem is the focal point. That's where the priesthood is. That's where the temple is. Samaria has their own, like... No, like we worship on Mount Gerizim. That's in Samaria. That's the center of of religious expression. So they have different, a few different views on on God. So they have the same belief system. So okay. They're the same people, yeah. but they're uh, but they have like religious and cultural differences. Like that, the probably the closest like cultural and religious thing that we have is kind of like Ireland. Oh, interesting. Yeah, okay. That actually Catholic Protestant sort of yep. but also bound up with like racial tension and that kind of thing. Okay. Um, and and political tensions. So that's okay. yes. And that's where the, like that's why the Good Samaritan story is so significant. Because a Samaritan helps a Jew. Yeah. Uh, but and yeah, he's, he's sending them out everywhere, right? So yeah. Jerusalem, all Judea, which is where Jerusalem is, like in the surrounding areas, where they've done yeah. most of their ministry, Samaria, and then everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. And so without having the, without having the um, understanding of like, what are they exactly, like, how is the kingdom being fulfilled or restored? Don't worry about that. Just keep on being a witness. Witnessing. Yeah. Yeah. Just be a witness and go to all, everybody, everywhere. Okay. So there's this interesting faithfulness that Jesus is like asking them to partake, uh, participate in. Yeah. I, and it's like, what's their question? I wonder like what their question really is. Lord, is this the time when you will restore the kingdom into Israel? Is this kind of like saying, oh, okay, you died. Now you've risen. You've been spending time with us. Like there's about 40, 40 days. It's 40 yeah. days. And then another 10 days gets them to Pentecost. So it's like 50 day season of Easter, basically. Um, so 40 days together. And they're like, okay, we've done like 40 days and 40 nights. Is it time now for you to actually take the throne? Uh... Like now is it time for you to become the king of Israel? And it's interesting because as I'm just talking about this, I'm kind of thinking, well, and Jesus' response is, well, we don't know. We don't know. Like, 
It's only up to the father. It's not for you to know. And, um, and the father set that, that time, like whatever that time of like ruling on earth is, that's for, that's for God to, that's for the father to know, but go be my witnesses because this is like, people need to know, uh, about me and, um, and that I am the rightful King. And, um, and in the meantime, Jesus goes to sit on a different throne. Yeah. Right. So he goes and sits on the throne in he of heaven. Right. So he basically ascends to sit at God's right hand and, um, and has like all rule and authority. And it's sort of like the disciples are still like, Oh, like we can now have our nation. Right. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus is like, mm, actually it's bigger. I'm sending you as witnesses, even to the ends of the earth. And I'm going to go sit on the throne of heaven for a while. Um, it's actually not about you getting your, your little nation. It's a lot bigger than this. Is that like, maybe he's saying that like this yeah. ascension becomes this huge, like it's almost like a magnifier of like, Jesus has had like this in a lot of ways, Jesus has had a pretty small ministry. Yeah. Um, comparatively to what ends up happening with the disciples uh, yeah. and the apostles as they're sent out. And it's almost like the ascension becomes like, the thing that, I mean, the Holy Spirit coming as well. It's all sort of one wrapped up, but the Ascension is like the critical moment of like, oh, this whole thing now widens. It gets huge. It goes up to heaven and it now is going to spread out beyond like to the ends of the earth. And it's, and it's sort of Jesus going to heaven that actually propels that yeah. rather than it being like, oh, good. You rose from the dead. And now, now you can take now, now we can take our nation back and, and have like, have our little time here and be a light for the world so they can all see us. And Jesus is like, no, no, no. The light is actually going to go out into yeah. the I like that. Huge thing. Hmm. The other thing that I've been thinking about is I was looking at like, um, who else, uh, goes to heaven bodily <laughs> in, in the tradition. Um, so like the most obvious example is Elijah. Uh, and then there's also Enoch, which is sort of a, most people probably yeah. wouldn't know about Enoch, but a very like obscure reference uh, in Genesis about, and it's, and it's sort of like debated whether, like, does it really mean that he actually got taken to heaven or did, did God just, uh, I think the word is like translate, like moved him from one place to another. Like it's, it's obscure. I might talk about that on Sunday, but on the Elijah one, which we're much more familiar with, um, Elijah is taken up into heaven or taken up and not seen again. So it's assumed that he's taken into heaven uh, on a cloud or in the clouds. And there's like chariots of, uh, of fire and like a chariot of fire and horses of fire that show up. And, and his successor, Elisha, witnesses it. Like he actually sees it happen. And then there are like, 50 of, of, uh, 50 other prophets that sort of see, they don't see that happen, but they see Elisha come back from, from it. And, um, and he's now taken up the, it says it's taken up the mantle of Elijah or like taken his cloak essentially, but it's called his mantle. And if we, like, if you know the connotation of that, it's like, um, taking up someone else's mantle is like carrying on for them. It's like a succession plan, right? So right. there's this, succession plan that's done between Elijah and Elisha 
And um, Elijah asks Elisha, like the person who's going to succeed him as kind of the, the most powerful prophet or whatever, uh, what do you want me, like, what can I do for you before my time is up, you know? And he says, I want to inherit a double portion of your power. And, um, and that ends up happening. So, um, but Elisha doesn't know it at first. Like he, he basically sees this happen. And, and Elijah says, if you see me being taken away, then you'll know that you'll receive this. And he sees it and he's not, the text isn't clear. It's kind of feels like he's unsure, but he picks up the, uh, the mantle or the cloak and, um, and then he, uh, oh, sorry, when they, when they were traveling together, I <laughs> think it's really important. When they're traveling together, Elijah has his cloak sort of wrapped up and he strikes the water with it and the right. waters part and they walk through to the other side and the other prophets don't follow them um, through, through the other side. I think it's the Jordan River, probably. Uh, and then afterwards, Elijah, Elisha takes the mantle, wraps it up, strikes the water, and then the waters also part. And then he comes across and the other prophets see Elisha, the successor, and say, oh, he has the mantle of Elijah and the power is, you know, the power of God is with him. And then they want to go search for Elijah. And Elisha says, no, nah, like, don't bother. Um, and then they insist and he's like, go ahead. And they go and they don't find him. They come back. He says, I told you, like, shouldn't have bothered. And that's the end of the story. But the point is, is that this succession plan has happened of like, you are now going to have a greater power than Elijah and then Elijah is taking heaven. So anyway, all of that is that in mind when Luke makes a point of telling the story of the Ascension. Yeah. Well, was it not our reading last week or it, it preceded our reading from last week um, where Jesus says, you're going to go on to do greater things than I. Right. So there is there is kind of this interesting parallel to that, especially because they are also witnessing Jesus ascension. So, right. yeah. And and it's kind of interesting. Their their question, too, is, oh, Jesus, you are here. When are yeah. you going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Uh-huh. And Jesus is like, mm, no, 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 like that's not really the question. The. The, the, the issue at stake is actually you, the Holy Spirit. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. And so kind of similar in a way to Elijah and Elisha. Elisha mm -hmm. doesn't really want Elijah to die or go to heaven or whatever, whatever he does. Um, he doesn't want to lose his master. Um, but then he receives this double portion of his spirit. That's what it is. Double portion of his spirit, <laughs> not power, <Hey>. spirit. <laughs> it's good. Spirit. I like it. Um, so yeah, like, I wonder if that's sort of, I, I feel like that maybe is in mind here, this sort of going to heaven um, in the clouds and, but, but it not like in some ways that, that it's actually not about jesus going to heaven it is in the sense that jesus is going to rule on high that's obviously really really important but but jesus is saying to his disciples it's not it's not so much the uh like dominion reign all of that it's actually 
that you're the ones who are going to receive power and you're going to go out and be my witnesses. Like it's going to be, the main thing is being accomplished through you uh, and what's next. Um, that being said, like the main thing's already been accomplished by Christ. Like, it's, <laughs> Right. It's because of, because of conquering death that they are able to go and to do all of those things um, in a multitude of ways that that happens. Um, well, and Jesus points to the Holy Spirit as well, which is maybe really the most important thing here is that Jesus is not, he's not really saying, oh, it's not about me. It's all about you. Like he's actually right. saying you will receive the Holy Spirit. You'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. Yeah. So no, no, no. You like in, in some ways like, oh, no, no, you need me to go to heaven and send you the spirit because that's how you're going to be able to be witnesses. Like you, you don't want me to just set up a small little earthly kingdom here. No. You want me to go to heaven so that the Holy Spirit can come and this other advocate we talked about last week. Uh, and that's where this whole thing will really, will really move. Absolutely. And I, I really love this grassroots image that I'm getting from this. Um, I have always appreciated grassroots efforts um, and a way of including and hearing local voices. The first time I was like introduced to this truly introduced to the concept of grassroots when I was ironically enough working for a big box store. Um, yeah, thought that was funny. Um, but it was, it was definitely appreciated. And what was actually kind of neat is that there were some things that we did see actually come to fruition because of what people talked about and shared. And, and there was a space for that. Um, and so, um, even more so if a box store can get some things right, then even greater than that is going to be, you know, the kingdom of heaven equipping people on the grassroots to, to be a witness and to share this good news. And to, I just love what comes in the book of Acts um, of, of how they come together. And, and I'm excited for like what's to come, but that's another week. <laughs> but, but also like, um, they they actually point back like the apostles point back to the ascension um yeah. which is actually kind of unusual for like for christians we don't actually talk i i said earlier some christians really celebrate the ascension and that's awesome because lots of us don't actually think much about the ascension we um like we often kind of just go okay crucifixion resurrection and yeah. no, like whatever after that like i guess pentecost some like you know I guess Pentecost, like it's, it's a, I guess a big deal, but like maybe, but not really, but actually <laughs> like it is <laughs> for our denomination. Sure. But there's like, you know, Pentecostals. So no, I know. Pretty- yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> th- they're all big deals. Um, yes. but yeah, it I can be easy to gloss that. over this, but the, but in the book of acts, the apostles actually point back to, well, obviously the resurrection, but they look at kind of the resurrection and the ascension as like this, this, uh, like 40 day event in a way like it's important that Jesus has gone and is reigning. Yeah. That's really important to them. And that it is a different kind of reign than, than if he had just taken a, a an earthly throne in Jerusalem or something like that. Um, So that becomes like an important part of the narrative that he's gone and that he sent the spirit or that yeah. the father sent the spirit because of Jesus coming and, and also this idea that in, that that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, interceding on our behalf, like that's that's a whole motif in the New Testament as well, that is not really 
like without the ascension if jesus keeps like just sitting around with his disciples like that's not really right. it doesn't have the same power or the same visual image anyway um i also really liked what you said right at the beginning about like i don't know did you say it like we're kind of in, like being in this in-between time yeah um yeah weird bubble of time right now and yeah. and religiously as well yeah and i kind of feel like like maybe I, I don't know if maybe i'll talk about this on sunday i'm not sure but this might be just a question around like how, like a way into this text that it maybe connects to our current uh our current circumstances is like i think the disciples question is really good like lord when is it the time that you will restore the kingdom to israel we can yeah. leave that question only in its historical context or we can then say well like what are similar questions that we ask and then what is Jesus' answer? Oh, that's good. Right. So right now, like, are we asking, when is this pandemic going to be over? Yeah. You know, God, when are you going to make it all go away? Or we're just asking, like, when can things reopen? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, and like, what the, are those the kinds of things we're, we're asking? Well, and when, when, or a very real question, um, when can we see our families again? When can I hug my mom? Sure. And, and it's interesting because as soon as we put those con that context in, it also helps us understand the disciples context a little bit better, I think. And like the That's way that they're feeling, because we can easily write off their question and say, oh, they're just asking the wrong question. They don't understand. But actually they're asking a question that is really pertinent to them. Totally. Really important to them. And like, they're feeling the question, like. We I'll need, give that an amen. Like we need yeah. this restoration. And the same way we feel those questions like, oh, when can I hug my family again? When I when can I see my mom? When I can when can I see grandma? Um, when can I see my grandkids again? Um, all those things. When can the economy reopen? When can I like open my business again? Like all those things. We're feeling those questions. Yeah. And and it can be really hard actually to hear if the response from Jesus is it's not for you to know the times or periods that the father is set by his own authority. That's actually a really hard thing to hear. That is. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. This feels, I'll be very real. Like this feels, um, this type of a connection, it, that has all the feels. Um, I don't always feel like I can connect stuff to our current context, but this on a whole other level for sure so, so then what is the rest of what jesus says and and the rest of what happens so we might have these deep questions that we really feel strongly god we like we this is the question we have like this is what is on our hearts right now and then he answers like well you can't know what you can't really know how the father how god is handling that um, or what the time frame is for that. Something... But verse eight, like you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. So yeah. you're going to say something. You go ahead. Well, it, it just made me think about like the, you, you, we don't know something that I kind of feel like, and we've talked about this before. I'm not sure if we've talked about this here, but um, I have, I've been able to see how there were certain things that were blocked in our family uh, from happening that were quite disappointing in the moment. And 
if those things had actually happened in our current situation, um, it would have been a lot harder to navigate life. Um, we, I, like, I know there's a lot of people who are really struggling and, um, and like we have daily struggles too, but we're incredibly privileged. We're incredibly fortunate right now. Um, and so I'm acknowledging that, but, um, but I can see, like, I think of like looking back and we can kind of see how God has had his hand. And so even though I don't for a second believe God causes to happen, I do believe God is omnipotent and all knowing and has a plan in place to continue to navigate the really unfortunate and really challenging, really horrific things that happen in the world. God still shows up and sits with those people and brings blessing in different ways than, than is a human understanding of what that is. I think sometimes that's a mouthful, but I think that it's not for us to know what is happening, but I think we can look back and we can see how God has been at work during this time and leading us through this. And I hope that if people are able to see that, that that can be a source of strength and a source of comfort as we continue to move forward and maybe have a little more confidence that even though the challenge hasn't stopped, we can continue to move forward and just keep pointing to the glory of God, keep pointing to the good news that Jesus conquered death, that this isn't the end of the story. We're living through a really challenging part of the story right now, for sure. Right. But it's not. Right. For sure. Uh, I think that's a, like, there's, there's a good reminder embedded in there because, um, like Christianity, we have like, I think we're at, at our best when we're, when we're paying close attention to the past, the present and the future that we're, we're, we're looking at all three of those things. So um, we might have our, like our present questions, our present struggles. And then you're recommending, Hey, we should be looking back and seeing, well, where was, where has God been present? Like what, what, what has God actually been doing? But for, for the benefit of looking forward, of moving forward right but i think like what i'm always like a future looking person yeah me too <laughs> like i'm not really a past looking person so mm -hmm. my leaning in this text and probably where the sermon would will go is that the disciples ask their question and jesus response is well we don't know the time for that but also like he doesn't tell them in 10 days but basically, but in 10 days, I'm going to do something like totally, completely different. And it's going to blow everything else away. So, oh, yeah. and then you'll be my witnesses and you'll go throughout the world. So it actually, you're asking this question, but this whole other thing is going to happen. So that's actually also very encouraging to me. Right. So I kind of feel like that's like, we've got these other questions, but then if we, like, I almost feel like if we dwell too much on those questions yeah. then we could miss a what god has been doing in the past what god might be doing in the present and what god is about to do in the future because yeah. we're asking like god when are you going to deal with my problem and god's response is kind of well actually i'm wanting you to get caught up in what i'm doing so yeah. so like come with me and on this new adventure that i'm about to do rather than dwelling on on this um and not to minimize those struggles like but but in the end it's kind of interesting because the disciples like as they become apostles and kind of go out like their question of 
is this the time when you will restore the kingdom of Israel? Which is kind of like, oh, we re like, we really want our own king. Like, we want our kingdom back. We want to be able to live the way without the worry of oppression and without the like. Those are good, reasonable things, but those issues actually get solved for them in a different way than they had envisioned by going on the journey that God puts ahead of them. And I feel like that's how it has to be for people who follow Jesus. Like that's when we take a step for where he wants us to go or we're sent by the Holy Spirit, um, that those questions that we have, they're not going to be resolved with the answers that the preconceived answers that we might have. They get resolved in a, in a different way. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. So I, I think there's a whole, the whole thing here. Um, a lot. That I, but I do think this idea is kind of backed up by the end when the, uh, when the two men in white robes, uh, which yeah. I love, um, stand before them and they say, men of Galilee, why do you uh, stand looking up toward heaven? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, quit, quit staring at heaven. Like, yeah, Jesus will come back. Like, it's okay. Like, he'll come and it'll be really obvious. So get on with, like, get on with waiting for the Holy Spirit and then being his witnesses. Um, but no, yeah, they don't so, even say that. No, they don't. But <laughs> well, I'm just, just going to paraphrase. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I kind of feel like, like, is it, well, why, why do you stand looking at, up to heaven? I'd be like, well, because Jesus just went there and we still want him to answer our question. <laughs> Like, wasn't done to you, Lord. <laughs> right? Like, and, and sort of like our cries of help to God or please solve this problem for us or please get us out of the mess that we're in. I still think we should cry those out because I think they're the cries of our heart and we should do that. But I think sometimes the answer might be quit staring up into heaven for that, for the answer to that question. And the whole, like, Look at where the whole, look at the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit is up to in the world and, and start getting involved in that. Uh, because, because that's like, that's the journey it's, and, and we are still already sent. Like we are just like the disciples. We are called to be witnesses of what God is up to in the world and what God has done in Jesus, in his death and resurrection, his life, death, resurrection and ascension, um, so I think we're still supposed to be on that on that path and that journey. And then when Jesus returns to establish the earthly kingdom, which is what their original question, which we believe all those things will be sorted out. Like there won't be any viruses there. Like you'll be, everyone will be able to hug one another when Jesus yeah. returns and establishes an earthly kingdom. Um, yeah, like that'll be really obvious when that happens. Like yeah. he, he will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven like painfully obvious you saw him going to heaven and you will see him come back and it will all be established but your job isn't to just keep staring up into heaven until that happens your job is to actually go out into the world and be witnesses powered by the holy spirit so how do we do that we continue to look to scripture to see what they did next maybe <laughs> you're actually going to answer you're going to answer that question in a couple of weeks time actually i am going to actually you're right um <laughs> I will be. I think so. I'm going to talk. We'll do this. We've got Ascension and then we have Pentecost, um, which I'll be preaching both those Sundays. And then I think you'll be talking a little bit about gifts or something like yep. that. Right? Spiritual gifts. 
leaning into our gifts. I got, I've been working my brain on some stuff already. So I'm excited. Yeah, I know because it keeps leaking out in these, in these, call, in these uh, conversations. So it's good. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All awesome. Right. Well, I think that's great for today. Um, thank you guys for being with us so much. Um, send us some messages, feedback. How is this impacting you? Um, are you looking at this in a totally different way? Um, let's have a conversation about it. Many blessings to you. Stay safe. Okay. Take care, everybody.